The Dr. Lodi Podcast empowers people to think for themselves and teaches people how to achieve optimal health, free from cancer and all other chronic conditions. As a medical doctor, clinical psychologist, nutritionist, historian, philosopher, and the pioneer of what has now become the definitive route for those unsatisfied with the modern cancer treatment system, Dr. Lodi will deliver information that you've never heard before. Tune in and discover what a true second opinion really means, how to stop making cancer, why there is no such thing as diseases, and what you are truly capable of achieving in your life. Great. Okay. All right. So Sunday Night Live from Monday. Um, so what be my happy new year to everyone. Um, <clears throat> we talked a little bit last week about uh, New Year's and then I put out a little video on it. There's a short version, which is kind of like the only New Year's resolution you need to make. And then um, the other one is um, a longer version, which goes into, you know, what it's all, what is time? What is calendar? What are calendars? Anyway, I thought it was in, it's interesting to me, so that's why I, I share it. I don't, don't really know what's going on with this. There we go. I don't really want to follow anything right now. So anyway, let's do what we have to do. And one more thing, one more thing. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So very good. Um, anyway. Um, uh, well, I don't know how long ago it was two weeks ago now that I did a, uh, or last week, <clears throat> whatever I did a, um, a webinar on parasites. It was kind of exhaustive pretty much. You know, I did leave a few things out, but you can't do everything, but it's pretty exhaustive. And then what I put on there in the end is, and you can, you'll get a printout mailed to you, um, that about what to, um, <clears throat> what to do, what to do about it, what 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 drugs to take and all that and places that you might be able to get them. But work with somebody with it. If you can work with somebody, it's best so you know what you're doing. Um, but, you know, if you're in a situation where you can't and you just, you know, and you really need to do it, just do it. Um, you know, and I'd be happy to help. <clears throat> I'm trying to find a way again of helping people with parasites because it's a big, major problem. As I said, we're going to be having a parasite special um, like, I don't know, what do you ever call them? I don't know the terminology, but blog or but ongoing thing for people who have CFCs and who don't. So right at the beginning, I like to clarify terms again, just so we're all in the same, we're all speaking the same language. We don't like the word uh, cancer because it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a zodiac sign. And uh, it's got all these negative, horrible, horrible, connotations you know that people hear that and, they, and their their hope is gone so we don't use it because it's not really what's happening what's happening is we've got chronically fermenting cells and we know that so we're going to call them cfcs okay you guys cfcs all right so hi everyone hey somebody's requesting to be in my live what does that mean <clears throat> i'm not sure what that means Anyway, I turned off the uh, fan, so it's not so loud. But I got to turn this one on. All right. So anyway, 
Uh, just so if you if you didn't get a chance to see the uh, the webinar on parasites, it's uh, available on my website, drlody.com. Um, but you know, I advise it because there are so many questions for parasites. So let's let's get to the bottom of it. Read all. I mean, watch it all and get all that. Once you have all that information, it should answer a lot of your questions. The point is, we all have them. So whatever, and you know. <clears throat> Um, and these guys are, you'll see, watch the webinar. They're pretty freaky. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so drlody.com slash parasites, and you'll be able to order it. Okay. Now, and then also, I don't know if you have, you saw a recent uh, special podcast with Darren. Uh, it was an introductory podcast. Um, he is our kinesiologist and he's an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, about movement, some simple movements you can do. I'm serious. These are like science. It's data, data. Remember, what we do is data here. It's science, science-based medicine, evidence-based medicine. That's what we do. We don't do anything else. Okay, none, none of it is sounds good. I think I'll try that. No, I'm not going to try anything unless I know it's safe and effective. All right? And it's been in use for a while. And the product that I'm getting is pure, as pure as it can possibly be. And if I can't get it pure, then I won't use it. That's just the way it has to be. You can't just say, well, I've got some ALA. Where's it from? I'm not sure. Because, you know, I personally took ALA one time, IV, and from a compounding pharmacy, and uh, apparently it wasn't made right. My blood pressure went to 220 over 160. I was, like, almost dead. And uh, I went to the ER. By the time I got there, things were, I started to come down. But you can't get the wrong stuff of any of this, okay? So don't, don't, you know, just make sure that you're, you know, you can trust the compounders, and it's very, very important. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. So, um, but anyway, Darren. Um, does all he's a, he's a physiologist who 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 specializes in kinesiology, which is muscles, which are the engines of the of the body. They keep their, they keep metabolism happening, uh, and they do much 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 more. But anyway, short exercises that you can do for five minutes that can triple and uh, six times what's the word hexagonal 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 your uh, natural killer cells and their activity. So pretty important, right? Um, and then uh, just as a reminder, Twitter is the only one with Dr. Dr. Thomas Lodi, MD. The rest are all uh, Dr. Thomas Lodi. Okay, you got that. Right. All right, cool. All right, and you know it's LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Rumble, YouTube. I don't. I'm guess I'm back on YouTube. Yeah. So this is cool. cool. It's cool. So, uh, anyways, it was it's been a hectic day. We're looking. We were just looking at land yesterday for a really nice healing center we're going to have over here. It's going to be fantastic. Where I'm going to really people. We, I'm would like people to come for like three months, six months, as long as you can. And it's not. Remember, it's a healing center, so it'll be. You know, you when you, you mostly won't wear shoes. It'll be in the. It'll be. Uh, jungly and forest it's a forest there's banana trees all around um fresh air you know just 
the you know just out no no sound except animals and um the um we hope to have 25 room you know 20 regular rooms and then maybe five villas for people to stay in because it's really you've got to go there's got to be a, a complete change in the life of who you are and uh what you do okay because i've learned over the years that uh, people can leave our center in in arizona and they're really pumped and they're, they're they've learned everything and i've and i stay in touch with them for about a year and then uh because they've gotten back to their new environment it, it didn't it didn't translate and they and then i bad you know i hear n- n- terrible things so i i i think this is the only way it's the only way is to really do that now the other the one we'll be opening real soon in march is um in bangkok and it's going to have um I mean, in addition to the uh, healing center, which is going to have every state of the art, uh, we'll have everything. But in in addition to that, we'll it'll be we'll have a yoga sala with a master uh, master Sanjeev, who will be teaching meditation and yoga, and we'll have um, uh, and that'll be open to the public anyway. But we'll also have a raw restaurant because we'll not only be not only will the will the, the people that come as uh, students will be because uh, you're not patients, you're students, right? All, we're all students of life, and you just happen to be uh, in class now. You know that's it. You know I'm in. I've been in class for a long time, but um, uh, so there'll be a raw restaurant as well. But I, when I say raw food, people always say, "Oh my God, raw food! How disgusting!" No, no. I mean, at Oasis, we're making uh, you know raw cheese, raw lasagna, raw. Uh, wraps bread i mean it's you it, 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 it doesn't mean you're going to just be you're not going to turn into bugs bunny i promise you okay you know your teeth aren't going to grow like this you're not going to do that you're going to be like a gorilla well maybe shave a little bit but not quite like a gorilla anyway so um but anyway so that's it so the first one's in bangkok next one's here uh and that and then i'm going to be coming to that country in a little while, a um, couple weeks, and uh, be there for a while. Six weeks, I think. And um, so I'll be in Arizona and be happy to, uh, I'll still be in this thing, of course. Uh, happy to meet people that anybody wants to get together. Um, and that's all the announcements. Oh, yeah, another big announcement. I think this is really, really important. Uh um, you know, I, I, when I talk about biological dentistry, because, for example, I, I, I've learned over the years that if we don't take care of the biologic, the, the problems going on in the mouth, potential problems of the hidden infections and root canals and things like that, then whatever we do, it doesn't matter. That's how significant it is. That's, that's how important it is. If we don't, it doesn't matter. All right. That's heavy. Um, so. And to help us all understand that, um, I'm having uh, Dr. Emma Abramayan on uh, a podcast. We're going to record it uh, your Tuesday. It'll probably be released a few days later, but we're, we're going to give an introduction overall to biological dentistry. Then we're going to, and at that time, I think we should, we'll probably, I'm going to ask her to give us at least a list of people she trusts in, in different states. So at least we'll have some. Okay, variety, and then um, and what's the minimum you can do, and all that, and um, 
I mean, oral hygiene and rectal hygiene are things that we really don't, we just look at them as chores. But rectal hygiene, you know, doing an enema is like, you know, it's like flossing the other end. It's medical flossing. You have dental flossing and you have medical flossing. So, but uh, she'll, she'll, she'll get into that. And then we're going to take, in the future, we're going to, after that, and we're going to do this pretty frequently, just like with Darren. Uh, specific topics, just root canals, just to, you know, position of your tongue, the airway, um, your uh, cranial bones, how they affect your t- temporomandibular joint, and how that affects your bite, your bite, which is the top of your spine, with all the auto, the autonomic nervous system. So this is so well connected. Believe me, believe me, the mouth never left the body, contrary to popular belief. Um, Anyway, so here is one. Here's another question from What advice would you have for aspiring doctors? From what books, doctors, or institutions should one study to get the knowledge you have? I am 19 and I want to become a doctor, but I'm not sure with what path I should take. Okay. And this is David. Okay, David. Wow. Uh, okay, realities are realities are that Rockefeller won in 1910, and everybody has this greater respect for medical doctors, MD. I mean, just they just do. Um, it's not warranted, but they do. Um, my probably one of my greatest teachers was a naturopath, Dr. Herbert M. Shelton. Love him. And uh, right now, um, Dr. Paul Anderson, uh, a naturopath, brilliant guy, worked in cancer uh, in CFCs. So, I mean, you you can't. It's really the it's really the if the person is a healer or not, and that's what you want to be. So it's where your heart's at. Now, in terms of getting around, if you wanted, if you have an MD, you just have. You know, it opens more doors and blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't you can get licensed everywhere and all that. The problem now is that you have to actually go through medical school again. I mean, medical school. And um, I don't know. I can't even imagine what it's like now. I know when I went through it, it was it was still fairly benign. I, I mean, it taught me all the crazy madness. But I think now... There are a lot more drugs and, and there are more, more diseases. And, uh, but it's, I'm sure a lot of it is computer-based. I don't even know if they have actual real anatomy, cadaver anatomy now. I, I don't know what's going on. But uh, the, the naturopathic school, you know, there's one in Oregon or Washington. Um, it's called Bastyr. And it's, I, you know, from what I can gather, it's probably would be number one. Um, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert on naturopathy. Uh, the other one is osteopath. You can go to osteopathic school, DO, and they learn what the MDs learn. So they can actually go and do, they can become an anesthesiologist if they wanted. They would be a, a neurosurgeon. They could do anything in MD, but they also learn, uh, how to deal with the body. Like we were talking with, about with uh, Dr. Emma, we're going to do with Dr. Emma, uh, a, few, a series of casts, uh, podcasts. But one thing she looks at is cranial bones. That's what they do. They have, in fact, they have subspecialties of osteopathy, which is cranial osteopathy. 
and how its effect on your whole body. And you all know about craniosacral work. You look, you know about myofascial. So you can't ignore the biomechanics of our bodies because uh, we're not just biochemical bags. We're not a bag with biochemistry. Okay, so my advice is just, my gosh, uh, what are you looking for? If you're looking for prestige and if you're looking for things like that, you're going to be an MD. But if you're looking for, you still get prestige as a, as a naturopath. Um, a lot of people are trusting naturopath more now than they are the MDs, for, rightfully so. So either an MD or an N- NMD, right? What I, you know, I would say. Um, and then, um, and then there's another route you can go where you, you can go where you can, you can be a physician's assistant and that's, uh, it's less schooling. It's still, they're still going to teach you nonsense because that's all they know is nonsense, but it's not as long. You don't have to endure it as long. And I think the only challenges are you have to have a, a, a supervising physician, I think somehow. And some states, they, that supervising physician just needs to be on record. And in other states, it needs to be on premises, stuff like that. And then the third one is, uh, or another one is nurse practitioner. But, um, and, I, and I don't know many nurse practitioners. You know, the one, there was a few nurses that worked with me who went on to become nurse, pra- nurse practitioners. But if you went right just through nursing school and became a nurse practitioner, I'm afraid you'd only have a nursing perspective. So if you had a chance to, anyway. So and then there's chiropractors and um, um, traditional Chinese medicine and things like that. But either NMD or MD would probably be if you want to have the title doctor. Um, but NMD, if a naturopath, you might not be able to do it, do the everything except for in a couple states like Arizona and I think Hawaii and uh, Nevada, you can do almost anything. You can, so it's very, very difficult. I would, I would not, if, if I to go through medical school during these days would be horrible. Plus they're going to have, you're going to, they're going to want you to be uh, genetically modified. And that's what I'm, that would be my greatest fear. So anyway, that's uh, David, you know, we could talk. Okay, so my grand. Uh, this is from Jason. This is a, a, an email question. We'll do just a few of these, then we'll drop it down to uh, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so uh, my daughter has a neuro neuroblastoma. Most of the tumor was removed during a debulking procedure. Not all of it was taken due to the location. It was near the aorta, which is down in your heart, and she is currently being monitored with four monthly MRIs to ensure a tumor is not growing. We are hoping it will go into remission. Can neuroblastoma be caused by parasitic infections or possibly passed down from mother? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started.
would you recommend to us what would you recommend to assist in the tumor reduction irradiate irradiation eradication okay well yeah you know um a um A neuroblastoma, really, you know, it's it's a uh, it's basically a a tumor of nerve cells, uh, and usually the sympathetic nervous system, so the sympathetic ganglia. And I remember that remember the autonomic nervous system has um, uh, two branches: a sympathetic and a parasympathetic. So a lot of it is is paras is is, is uh, sympathetic, right? Um, and uh, so it's usually out, it's not in the brain, actually, it's just, but it's in, it's on nerves. Uh, and like you were saying this one, in your, in your situation, it's near the aorta. Okay. So, um, but you know, it's, it's like the most common one that happens in childhood outside of the brain that's neurological. Right. Yeah. So, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, and the biggest problem is the, you know, the involvement of nerve of nerves. Now, when you ask, them, you know, well, what, what, you know, when you go to the hospitals, ask them what is the cause. You know, more, if if they just said we don't know, it'd be great. But you know, they have like these. It's either bad luck or uh, genetics. Well, it's neither, right? Okay, it's neither bad luck nor genetics. You didn't pass it down. No, you did not. And uh, uh, because who does anybody else in your family have? Like your grandparents or their grandparents or their grandparents, right? Um, but anyway, but even if you don't know, I'm telling you, they, they don't because it doesn't get passed down. So now, um, and you know what, what they what they basically say is they don't know what the genes are leading to it because remember the the conventional world still goes by the somatic gene theory, somatic mutation theory, and that is that the genes the genes of the cells become mutated and then the cfc's start so they get mutated and then they turn into fermenting cells which doesn't again doesn't even make sense but that's what they say instead of fermenting cells modifying the genetic expression so that they can uh survive uh, a, a a new metabolic a new meta- metabolic requirement called fermentation instead of looking at it like logically they, they, I don't know. They think something happens, so they're saying they haven't identified yet the uh, the, the the gene mutation. It's because there isn't one. So here's the thing: there's some chronically fermenting cells on your daughter, your granddaughter's, uh, on her sympathetic nervous system. Okay. So in addition to some therapies, what you really want to do though, too, that's probably also really. Uh, disrupting her autonomic nervous system. So you want to give, she's got to have a lot of exercises that will stimulate her vagus nerve to stimulate her, her parasympathetic, right? You know, and that's deep breathing and that's, um, uh, you know, humming, humming a lot, have her singing and stuff like that. That's, that's very good. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then she can remember hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, uh, is really good for, for rebalancing the autonomic nervous system. Meditation, of course, but she's a young girl, so it might be hard. Um, but other than that, remember, the only difference between any of the, what they call, you know, they call them different types, like 
like in your breast, you can have this type or that type. No, it either began in the lobe or it began in the duct period, or I guess it could begin in the muscle and be a sarcoma. In other words, you know, I mean, there's not types, it's just location. All right. So it's the same thing with this. This began on a nerve root, uh, visually sympathetic, as I said. That's all it is. So we, we treat it the same way. We work with it the same way. We completely clean the body. We check out the mouth 100%. We do, you know, uh, 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 <clears throat> 3D cone beam uh, CT of the mouth. Make sure there's nothing going on. She's a little girl, I think, imagine, right? Granddaughter. I don't know how old she is, but probably young. Um, and uh, you, you do that. And then uh, I don't know what she's eating, but she's got to hopefully uh, she's willing. Uh, and if not, you have to make her willing to change her diet, start eating food. Now, here's the problem for parents, all parents. The reason a lot of us don't aren't able to get our kids to do what's right is because we're not doing what's right. Right. You can't smoke cigarettes and tell your kid not to smoke cigarettes. It just doesn't work. So, in other words, you have to become what you would like your children to be. So they would have to start eating healthy and all that. So she could do a good she could do a juice. You know, she, she could even do like, I don't know how old she is, but even a young girl could do a couple days of green juice. Remember, you're only not getting fiber and fat. You're getting all the other nutrients, but you got to drink a lot. Put extra apple, make it taste sweet, whatever you got to do. Make her enjoy it and love it. And clean her out, clean her out. Make sure uh, she's going to the bathroom a lot, pooping a lot, all the time, okay? And if she's not, she needs a, um, an enema or uh, even they do colonics for young girls. They have a smaller speculums, young girls, young boys. <clears throat> when they see she's being monitored with an MRI, that means they're just it's watching to see if it grows. Then what are they going to do? Cut out more or something and, or give her uh, radiation? That, and that's all they can do. Because they, they, they're they not asking why. They're just saying, um, and so, uh, I, but I'm telling you, there's something in there that has caused that. There's it, it, You know, the universe is cause and effect. When you play pool and the ball, and you hit the ball and it goes into that pocket, it didn't get there by bad luck, good luck, good, uh, good luck, or something inherent in the ball, it got there because of the exact angle it was hit at. And this is cause and effect universe. All right, so we've got to, you know, what we want to do is eliminate all possible causes, always. And once you've eliminated all possible causes, now you live a life that will not, uh, will that, that, that will not, <clears throat> produce any more possible causes you live a non-toxic life um and uh now in her case i would she's going to probably need some a lot of intravenous vitamin c intravenous uh uh perhaps artesanate um uh maybe even some intravenous dmso i i'd have to you know look at her but there's all, an ozone for sure you know, there's lots of ways of dealing with her. So I don't know how old she is or anything like that kind of stuff like that, but I know we can help her, especially right now. If she's in a place where she can, it cannot be found anymore, then hallelujah. Uh, and don't you see, and the more you go to them, the more they're going to scare you. I know you feel compelled. You have to go back, 
but find a doctor who's a functional doctor who will um, who can get you your imaging studies at a at a private imaging company, so you don't have to go into a hospital, and can get you your um, blood tests. At a, you know they can draw your blood at the, at the at the doctor's office and send it to a lab. So you don't have to go into these institutions that uh, destroy your mental health. You know, yeah. amazing stuff water okay this is rebecca my six-year-old daughter had an mri because of a neck injury on a trampoline her neck was okay with not broken but they found the 14 millimeter mass unrelated to the head 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 injury they saw a neurosurgeon and he said he could not be sure what the mass was he had his radiologist look over said 50 50 on tumor or degenerative brain disorder. <clears throat> I am wanting alternative treatment, would lo- love to detox her and get started on antiparasites and a Rife machine. And you're in Texas. All right, uh, Rebecca, um, she's six years old. Yeah, a neurodegenerative, you know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what that could possibly mean. Um, I'm not sure what he's talking about, a neurodegenerative mass. Anyway, I don't, uh, I wonder what part of the brain, brain it is and all that. If it was her neck, you mean near the brainstem? Excuse me, you mean near the brainstem or the back of the brain? Um, Anyway, I'm not sure what you mean. But anyway, uh, yeah, again, whatever it is, uh, you know, brain a lot of times. I don't know how many, I think a high percentage, extremely high percentage are uh, parasitic. Uh, And uh, if you have cats, if you have, uh, you're near, she can play outside. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what she's been exposed to. Uh, And I'm not sure what she eats, um, what you feed her and uh, all that. So we, we have a, we would have a lot to talk about. And I think it's worth your while because she's only six years old. And, uh, but she, you know, absolutely detox, but starts with her mouth. Make sure she goes to somebody really good. Like Dr. Emma, I don't know where you are. You're in where again, Texas. Yeah. I'm sure there's good guys in Texas. In fact, when Dr. Emma is on, uh, on the, this week, but on Wednesday, we, I'm going to ask her that question for you guys. Um, like if she can give us you know, one or two in each state that are really, really good that she would go to. Um, you know, make sure nothing's going on there, you know, cause that's okay. And then we can do an antiparasitic cleanse. And of course it's much lower doses when you're that young, much lower doses. Right. Uh, okay. And then of course, juice cleansing, she can do a couple, two days, three days max. Uh, and then you let, you got to feed her just cause you know, she's a little kid and that's what they, they need to do. They need to eat. Um, and you've got to learn how to make Healthy food tastes good. That's the trick, okay? Because if it doesn't taste good, you're going to hate it and not like it, and that's going to suppress your immune system. So it's not good for you if you don't like it. Okay, all right. Um, So, uh, Rebecca, all I can say is, you know, if you can get, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I I, I have no idea what, what they're possibly 
talking about with the degenerative brain disorder. So I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear from you. Send me another email or something, or we can have a, uh, we can have a, um, um, a consult. Okay. So in a, in a breath, uh, this is from Debbie and she says, if, if a breath breast thermography report says suspicion of angiogenesis, what does this mean? Does it mean there's CFCs? Does it mean there is a tumor? Does it mean a tumor is trying to form? Can you have veining in your breast and it be perfectly normal? What should you do or not do if you have breast angiogenesis? Okay, so the thermography is picking up heat, right? Thermal. And blood carries heat. And so... When there's more blood flow, like when you get a, a when you get a a, 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 a a bump, you get hit, bang your, bang, uh, you close your elbow in the door. That'd be hard, but you close your elbow or something like that. It gets red, hot, swollen, and painful. Okay, all of that is due to increased blood flow. So blood does that, right? So it's gonna and it's gonna make it um, it's gonna make it hot as well. So. Um, so. When a tumor is growing, in order for it to grow even one millimeter, it needs to develop new blood vessels. And angio means blood vessel, genesis is to begin, right? So the beginning of new blood vessels. And what stimulates that? Well, wound, all the factors that make up a wound like low oxygen and uh, yeah, basically low oxygen stimulates a whole group of biochemical reactions uh, coming from Hypoxia, hypoxia, low oxygen, inducible factor, one alpha. And then that stimulates all sorts of things, tissue proliferation, et cetera. So the assumption is if I see more heat, I'm going to assume since there's no really other reason, there must be increased blood flow. Why is there increased blood flow there? There's either inflammation, right, or a, uh, a tumor or CFCs are starting to grow. So that's what I'd say. So when they say that, that's how I would interpret that. And so what should you do? You should do what you should already have been doing, Debbie. And that is living a life where this couldn't happen. Sure, unless you, you know. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You know what? I shouldn't say that to anybody anymore because we live in such a weird world. I mean, we're exposed. We have no idea what we're exposed to. Uh, we were driving around yesterday carrying this meter that uh, pick, picking up uh, EMF signals. <clears throat> I mean, it, one place it would be fifty, and then you know, the, in the car, and then two minutes later it it would be five, and then it'd be a hundred, and it was like wow. So anyway, it's crazy. So we're we're being exposed to all sorts of things, right? Uh, but anyway, here's here's what you'd like to do, Debbie. Um, do a good thing. It always comes back to the same thing. You've got to get a good biological dentist. You've got to make sure you have nothing going on, you know, your breast meridians or anywhere in your mouth. Um, parasite cleanse, uh, juice cleanse, uh, colonics, uh, lymphatic therapies, and uh, get your hormones balanced. Are your periods regular? Um, you know, um, and have someone who knows what they're doing check your hormones right it's best to check them uh 
on somewhere between the 19th and 23rd day of your cycle, just because that'll show us if you, uh, you know, ovulated and how much progesterone you can produce and all that stuff. Because one of the things that uh, cysts and other kinds of abnormalities um, can come from in the breast and the ovaries and things like that is when the net amount of estrogen versus progesterone in the body is estrogen dominant, right? And so that's one of the ways of, of looking at it. So you want to get those balanced, get those balanced. See, it's easy. Young women, you know, um, usually need, uh, well, I mean, almost never estrogen, but maybe sometimes progesterone. Yeah. So, but I'm, it's not, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I would do all that. Uh, make sure you're going to bed early. Uh, how are your relationships in life? You have any relationships that are extremely toxic? Uh, which breast is it? Is it your left breast? So you're, you might look at some of the relationships you have with your mom or your children. And if it's your right breast, maybe it's your dad or your husband or your job, you know, could be, it has an effect in that way. <clears throat> okay. Uh, this is Carol. When there is a breast cancer recurrence and you have a suspicious lymph node in armpit, what do you do? My armpit is so swollen, full of fluid. I've been talking to Andy. I'm pretty sure I'm coming to Arizona. I don't want standard of scare, a care, scare. I want it gone. I had phase two diet flap on 12, 8, 23, and they found CFCs on fat necrosis that was removed. So no clean margins. Ah, ah. Yeah. All right. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So you, okay. You've done enough. You, you've got, you, you know, you had surgery. Yeah. Um, and you know, well, I'm glad you're going to be going. I hope you do go. Um, and, and what we would do is the same thing I'm telling you to do. And that is, uh, <clears throat> and, and by the way, the suspicious limp in your lump in your lymph node, a lymph, suspicious lump in your armpit, lymph node uh forget the word suspicious what else could it be it, it's definitely that it's definitely coming from the cfc because that's where the lymph drains and it's doing its job that's okay that's fine you get a good lymphatic therapist to keep things moving so you get cells going you know things going in and out remember if your body is flowing and moving your lymphatics and all that you know they say like especially if you had several lymph nodes removed They'll say, no, no, don't get a lymphatic. Don't do those sorts of things. It's dangerous. That's re like so ridiculous, you know. Uh, you know, you're walking in the in the forest. You're definitely going to bend over and drink out of a fresh, uh, fresh, uh, fast moving stream, right? Because the water's fresh and clean. But if you get that uh, a half an hour later, you find that it's now slowed down and it's like a pond. You're not going to drink out of it. So anything that slows down and gets stagnant starts to get pretty funky and that's not what we're you know so you got to keep that flowing keep your bowels flowing keep all that going okay but your armpit is so is so swollen full of fluid so it sounds like that uh, and i don't know what else is going on there too that you really need a an electrolymphatic therapist you've got to find a uh, uh someone who is a certified lymphatic therapist they're not easy to find they've had really extensive training in um the lymphatic system i mean more so than doctors more so than uh nurses okay so uh 
and they use this thing, this electrolymphatic, uh, plus they use manual and they usually use a lot of things, but the, you know, the, it'll end with, it'll, the last thing they'll do would be, would be the electrolymphatic. And it's these glass tubes that are filled with uh, noble gases. Noble gases are gases that have all electrons in all their outer, ch- uh, outer cells to set outer shells so they don't interact. They don't have a reaction. So because like if an electron is missing, I mean, if an if a atom is missing an electron, it's going to go on and grab one. But these are completely satisfying. Argon, krypton, neon, what else? Uh, but those are all the the, the 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 noble gases. Anyway, doing that there, going just over the skin, just pulls them pulls them along. And we've had women with uh, breast tumors, literally this big, be half the size after one treatment, and that was because it was mostly congestion, right? And and so you do this daily, and uh, and they can feel where you're blocked up. So you've got something going on there. I would definitely start with that do the cleanse and all that sort of thing. Okay. Can, uh, no. Okay. So what is it? Uh, Catalina breast, breast CFCs, estrogen, progesterone positive. What's your opinion on hormonal treatment with gosurilin and Fulvestrant. Uh, is it okay to stop the estrogen and progesterone production? Thank you. Well, Catalina, um, I, I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Because a healthy woman is a woman who is cycling. Okay, a healthy woman is cycling. And if you are a premenopausal woman, that means your body right now is... I, this is a strange way to look at human beings, but I, I you know, uh, I mean, because we think we're special. We really do. But basically, if you looked at our body, you would think, well, wow, wait a minute. there's a 30 foot tube starts at the lips and ends at the anus. And then right in the same area, there's a place that there's a bunch of organs for sexual reproduction. Well, that's it. And then I guess the heart keeps it all moving. The kidneys keep it clean, the liver. But that's about all we're going to do in life. And it turns out that's pretty much it, right? So, um, um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. So, um, anyway, so uh, so a healthy woman who's still pre, pre-menopausal, meaning she's still able to, she's still fertile, able to have children, uh, and even if you can't for some reason, if you still have your ovaries and you don't, and you've had your uterus taken out and you can't have children, that's not the point. But if you're, but but a healthy woman is a is a cycling woman. That's why even when a woman goes through menopause, I prefer to keep them on a regimen that would mimic a real cycle, whereas estrogen goes up the first couple of weeks and then down, and then the last couple of weeks is progesterone because that's what the body yay functions on. And remember. Everything in the universe needs a yin, a yang, a yin and a yang. You know, you know, night. Uh, if it was night all the time, it wouldn't be cool. And if it was daytime all the time, it wouldn't be cool. You got to have a night and a day. You got to have an up and a down. You got to have a front and a back. All right. 
That's just uh, the polarities of something define the other, right? You can't you can't define up without a down. Up is exists in in relation to down. You know, so uh, same thing. So you have to do that. I would cycle. Um, I would like to get you back to a cycling rather than and I and I'm and I would say that. Uh, If we were to be able to go back and trace the history of somebody who developed uh, you, for example, um, uh, developed CFCs here, uh, we would, if we were to look at your hormones, we'd see they got imbalanced. They always get imbalanced somewhere. Now, why do they get imbalanced? They get imbalanced because we are we live in a we live in a society that has. Um, So many toxins, so many hormone disruptors. I mean, and you know, if you look at hormones, you'll see there are certain there are certain um, parts in West, through hormone metabolism where you've got a, 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 a kind of a central hormone or a parent hormone which can go this way, this way, this way, this way. One of them is um, is um, DHEA. Uh, dihydroepi and andros androsterone it's um uh and it, it can become uh any of the sex hormones testosterone estrogen progesterone well i've you know over the really over the last 10 years about i i've only found maybe two people maybe who had healthy levels that were not supplementing so our hormones are being disrupted big time. I mean, everywhere, you know, when you get it, you, you know, if you get a paper cup with coffee in it from Starbucks or anywhere and that cup's not soaking wet, something's keeping it in. That's called plastic, which has got BPA. I mean, uh, a can, oh, I'm going to get a can of soda. It's, it's lined with BPA. Uh, the receipt that comes off of the credit card that, curls bpa it's everywhere so uh bisphenol a and when you do tests on people you find we've got every what we have in us is crazy so they're all hormone disruptors so we have a problem with our hormones real big problem with our hormones not to mention the fact that recently um recently there was um i don't know something happened some event happened it was uh it's an event you might all have like heard of or something we had to do something with um i don't know i don't know uh can't mention any names, but uh, people wound up getting like injections. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, after these injections, um, strange things started to happen. Yeah. And one of them happens to be infertility. Uh, another one happens to be uh, a really high, high risk of uh, spontaneous abortion, spontaneous miscarriage. A lot of things like that. I was reading one of there was an autopsy where they were looking at the testicles and there were no spermatozoa. They were just these little spike proteins. In there. So I don't know what happened. How did that happen? Um, so what do I think of uh, uh, Gocerolin and um, Fulvestrant? Well, um, You know, 
again, they're going after estrogen. What they want to do is they want to make it even more out of balance. Because their, their assumption here is that estrogen is the cause and it's not the cause. Because um, if they blocked all the estrogen, they cut out the ovaries, they... Uh, they, or they just give you a, uh, um, or and this is this goes for the same with prostate, I can't uh, prostate CFCs. They give you a shot that blocks your hormone from producing the hormone that signals your ovaries or your testes to produce either testosterone or, or, or estrogen. Okay, so either way they do that, and if you do that long enough, then then they see it's still growing, and they say, oh, now it's hormone resistant. Well, it always was. It's just that that happened to be, yes, it's got hormone receptors. Yes. Okay. So now, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the fulvestrant, uh, it's like a selective receptor that downregulates uh, 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 estrogen, rece- uh, uh, estrogen receptors, estrogen alpha. It downregulates. It gets rid of them. Okay. It actually degrades them. So that's kind of a good idea. Okay, so we can degrade the estrogen receptor so that even if there's estrogen, it's not going to bind to it. That's pretty cool, right? Um, and then the, what was the other one? Zolodex? What was it? Oh, Gosurilin, yeah, uh, which is, yeah, Zolodex. <clears throat> and these are gonadoreleasing gonado hormone agonists. Now, releasing hormone is a hormone produced by the hypothalamus in the brain, and it gets its signals from the levels in the blood of hormones. And based on the levels it gets in the blood, it tells the pituitary on or off. It says on, then the pituitary will send a signal to the to the ovary or to the testes to make hormone, and that's how it works. If there's not enough, it'll go on. If there's too much, it'll say stop. So it can it's kind of that feedback loop. So uh, what they do is they give you th- this. Uh, these, th- these are new ways of doing it. There, there's another one called, I mean, Luprin or Luprolide um, and Gosarilin. And what they do is they are actually, ag- they actually bind to their agonists. They make the body, pre- uh, the, the pituitary produced LH, right? LH is what stimulates all this luteinizing hormone. But it's so much that what happens, what happens if you do something so much? It's just like if you heard a knock, 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 knock. First, the knock, knock, knock is going to bother you, but pretty soon it, you adapt to it. So what happens on a cellular level is that the adaptation of too much uh, uh, binding to the, uh, <clears throat> the the receptor for the gonadotropin-releasing hormone uh, is that it downregulates, and when it downregulates, then it's not producing anymore. Okay, so basically, it's another way. It's a way of putting someone into uh, medical menopause or medical andropause, but still hoping to um, preserve fertility. It's much different than blo- hit, putting them on a. Um, what's that famous one they give every three months? What is it called again? Lupron, yeah, oh, <clears throat> that just sh- shuts it off, and sometimes you can't turn it back on. So this hopefully will do that. That's what they, they think, okay? But, um, and, you know, uh, <clears throat> I 
again, they're not, they're going to give you all kinds of side effects. You're going to wind up being menopausal um, and menopause. Remember menopause and andropause only have the obvious things for a woman. Your period stops. Okay. You know that. Then your libido goes down. You know that. Then you get vaginal dryness. You know that. But what you don't know is that your bones are getting more and more hollow and you don't know that you're getting uh, more and more um, uh, forgetful, more and more uh, slower in your thinking. Cognitive function is declining. Uh, what you don't realize is that your heart, you're at a higher risk for having a heart, heart problems, heart attack, heart attack. Um, and other things, and vascular, uh, endothelial dysfunction, a lot of terrible, terrible things. So those are the things. So you really, what we need to do now, um, you know, is I, I do the opposite. I bring everything back into balance. I, when I've looked at the body and I've looked at it very carefully and I've looked at the biochemistry very carefully, very carefully, and I keep doing it because it's not like I know it all because I can't know it. It's, only God can know it all. Only God. There's no way. There's no intelligence. And, I, you know, you know I'm, I'm going to stop apologizing to those of you who don't know about God. And I just like I should stop apologizing to you that think bizarre th other things, too. But I won't even say those words because I don't want to get shut off. Anyway. Um, anyway, so, so my, my, what I've concluded is this, I'll never figure it out. You know, 36 septillion chemical reactions every second, every second. That means it, there's a process going on that is just not comprehensible, but yet the result is look at, there's a, a living functioning being and there's billions of them not, and not just humans, there's flies, whatever. I mean, they, wow. Right, and this is all going on. So all we can do, best we can do, is to try to bring it into balance, right? Because if an organism is getting all of its biological needs met, and its genetics are, are, are healthy, it will function optimally, which is called health. That's just standard. And when I say genetics are optimal, I'm meaning people uh, are people are animal. Anyway. It, because if you've got a genetic abnormality, uh, it, uh, a serious one, like you'll you won't you won't be out in the public. You'll be in a hospital. You'll be institutionalized. You'll be really really sick. Okay. We see high functioning Down syndrome. We see uh, maybe I don't know if I've ever seen anybody else like Hurler syndrome, or I've never seen anybody really really sick outside of uh, outside of an institution. You just don't see them. But they account for less than 5% of our population. The rest of us don't have that. Okay. Um, and so we've got, so what you need is to satisfy your biological, psychological, and spiritual needs. And if you do that, you, the, your body will be doing what it was designed to do, function optimally, period. Which includes the immune system, which includes the thinking, which includes the heart, every, every aspect. All right, and the only time that there are uh, we have problems is when we're not meeting those needs, and we have to adapt. I'm eating too much junk, and I'm getting too much glucose and sugar. My body adapts, becomes insulin resistant. That's an adaptation it has to do to protect me. 
and, and I don't need, there's no, it's, it's, it's beyond absurd to think some external poison is going to remedy the situation, going to cure the situation, right? All you do is stop eating the, whatever you're eating that's causing the sugar to go up. And then that adaptation doesn't become necessary. It's the same thing. All right. I, uh, <clears throat> so, um, and so these here, they're doing, they're spending a lot of time. They're putting all their efforts on this, on the estrogen thing. What are they going to do when it becomes estrogen uh, or uh, hormone resistant? Then they're going to say, well, we better get back on chemo or something. You know, it's just like, it's no, it, no, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. As a matter of fact, I mean, okay, here's the thing. We're talking about, uh, we're talking about estrogen receptor. And I, I don't want to talk about estrogen receptors for a minute because, listen, wh where do we find estrogen receptors and androgen receptors? Androgen receptors. Where do we find them? We find them on breasts, ovaries, vaginas, uterus, fallopian tubes, hips, larynx lungs, stomach, pancreas, bladder, prostate, colon. Yeah, they're all over, okay? In fact, one of the men need estrogen. If we didn't have estrogen, our coronary arteries wouldn't work. And we'd have heart attack. So we need estrogen. Yeah, okay. Um, so um, <clears throat> what I want to talk to you about is the is uh, flaxseed uh, and soy. Because I want you to understand, you know, Hippocrates said, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. Well, I'm telling you, eating a whole food that's appropriate in your situation, it does so many things that drugs only do one, okay? So anyway, so... Um, you know, alpha linolenic acid is what they call omega-3, right? Versus uh, um, uh, uh, omega-6. Um, and flaxseed is a very rich source of that, okay? So is hemp seed. Um, but I'm, I'm talking about flax. Um, now, but not the oil, okay? You need the whole flaxseed. Why? Because you need the lignans. Lignans? No! I heard lignans were really bad. No doubt, I'm sure, and there are people out there saying that lignans are bad. No. Here's the thing. Some lignans cause problems. Others are absolutely necessary for health. This is one of them, okay? Now, the lignin, uh, um, the main lignin in, with, with flax is Seco, Iso, Larry, Cresinol. So they call it, which I, uh, uh, diglucoside. What do they call it? They have it SCG, SDG. Let's call it SDG. It's a lot easier. Okay, so it's got lignin, it's got that S, H, SGG and fiber, okay? Now, what do those do? Okay, because, you know, we usually talk about the anti-inflammatory actions of these uh, flaxseed of omega-3, right? But it also has antioxidant and it modulates lipids, lowers lipids, okay? Um, and in fact, you can make flax milk and get a lot of omega-3, yeah. But, you know, if you're allergic to soy, 
And if you're going to get soy milk, you better make sure that it is organic. That's hard. Non-GMO. Okay. Um, so, but the antioxidant content in, in, in flax seeds is really due to the SG, SDG, you know, the, um, uh, the lignin. Okay. Now, how does that lignin work? What do you mean? Well, the lignin, what happens is um, it's in our gut. And then it's our bacteria in our gut that break it down because they have an enzyme called glucosidase. Now, they have glucosides. Glucoside, you know, they're able to take glucose. They can find glucose in another molecule. That's how if anybody, if any of you take apricot seeds, if any of you take uh, B17 or anything like that, that's what you're relying on. That CFCs have a lot of glucosidase and they're going to grab that glucose off of the amygdalin. Amygdalin is two... Um, uh, glucoses, one benzaldehyde and one hydrogen cyanide grabs the glucoses and releases the cyanide. Okay. So, and a lot of, I mean, CFCs have a lot of that and they don't have a lot of another enzyme called rhodinase. And so, and road, cause rhodinase neutralizes, um, 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 uh, cyanide. Um, it becomes thiocyanide. So, um, but our healthy cells, all of our healthy cells have the opposite. They have a lot of uh, rhodinase, but very little glucosidase. So it doesn't affect. So that's why you can get intravenously nine grams, 15 grams a day. Orally, you can't because our the bacteria in our gut also have glucosidase. You'll wind up dying. You can be, die if you take too much too quickly. You, you got to do it slowly. If you're going to take it, you take one pill before you go to sleep. Okay, 500 milligrams. Don't get the apricot seeds because if you get the apricot seeds, uh, you don't know how much is in each seed. So one day a handful is fine. The next day a handful makes you... Okay, so uh, you're okay for a couple of days and try one in the morning and one at night. Okay, for, uh, okay. try two at night. You probably, if you get to two and two, that's fine. You know, then you take a thousand milligrams twice a day. Uh, and that's just good. I mean, to... Because you're preventing recurrence, it's good. Uh, but uh, I mean, just remember, you're going to be, um, you know, any of the bacteria in there will be producing some cyanide too. So that, that that's why you start to feel bad. It's not that you go from being well to dead. That's not how it happens. But uh, if you start to feel good, don't you got to turn back? Okay. So uh, <clears throat> so the, they so the the gut microflora turn the lignin into um, other substances, all right? And um, thirsty, wait a minute. Um, so I was going to give you the, 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 the details, but I know some of you out there really like details. And some of you don't want to hear them. So I, I'll try to keep it civil. Okay. The, the metabolic processes that this lignin goes through winds up becoming dehydroxyenterodiol. Okay. And it also becomes an enterolactone at the end. Okay. 
Those are the active. That's what we need. And what do they do? Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Okay. They found out that lignin, they with they a lot of tests, they gave the, these lignins from flax seeds um, um, to, to a large cohort of people, forget how many, um, um, and it reduced breast CFC mortality from 33 up to 70%. And it reduced all cause, cause mortality by 40 to 50%. And the doses we're talking about is 50 milligrams. So remember the SDG itself, the lignin itself does not enter the bloodstream. It gets metabolized first by the, by the bacteria and then it gets absorbed in. And what gets absorbed are the enterolactone or the enterodiol, okay? What do they do? They bind to estrogen receptors and they alter cell growth. That's what they do. That's how they work. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So what I like about flax, specifically, flaxseed. So my, what do I say about flaxseed? My, my recommendation, two tablespoons minimum, maybe three. Uh, grind it. You got to grind them. You got to grind them. Grind them in a, get a little coffee grinder, dedicate it to your flax. Um, and, uh, put it in a nut milk, <clears throat> uh, any kind of nut milk, and then do what else, whatever else you want. That's the main reason. So a smoothie for me, a smoothie is a vehicle to carry fats. we got to get healthy fats because we need 60 to 70% of our diet to be fat. Not because we're being ketogenic because that's not ketogenic. Um, we're doing that because we want to build healthy cell membranes so that we can increase our, our cellular voltage so that we can heal. So, um, yeah, and then you can put blueberries or whatever you want that makes it taste good, you know, that makes you enjoy it, okay? Uh, and then, um, but I would be doing like three tablespoons and I'd probably also sprinkle it on my salads and, and, and stuff like that, you know? Um, you know, there's a very interesting thing when they, um, looking at prostate, people, men with prostate CFCs, they found out that uh, Asian countries have one-eighth the amount of prostate as Western countries, prostate CFCs. And they pretty much are attributing it to the uh, consumption of soy products. They eat it a lot. And so what, are, what is in the, the soy? Well, there's, you know, I'm sure you've had heard of them, genistein, desistein, and equal. Have you heard those? Now, again, I we were talking about. I think I started this discussion talking about uh, estrogen receptors. Okay, so estrogen, and we were talking about that. Yeah, when we were talking about the um, uh, uh, gosarilin and the full vestistrant. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about estrogen receptors, we're talking about alpha and beta. Okay, alpha make things grow, beta makes things shrink. This is true. I'm just not making it up. It's just true. Turns out to be true. Okay. So, um, yeah. And it's not only soy. I mean, you know, black beans, lentils, lima beans, mung beans, they all have, um, all have these uh, isoflavones, but none in the amount that you would need to, for, for health, uh, in term for, 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 for the effect we're talking about as soybeans, they have the most. You know, they have relevant amounts of isoflavones. Okay. 
So, but now you've eaten them. What's the, how, how we know we're going to get them into where they need to go? Well, it depends on your age. Uh, it depends on the food matrix. In other words, what else are you eating? Is it get you know, um, and, uh, what, what are your, uh, what is your gut biome made of? Yeah. A lot, a lot of things. Are you taking medications? You know, if you're on an opiate and your gut's being slowed down, what's going on? Right. Um, so, what what they found was that like a, lo- a lot of the colonic, the uh, the uh, the uh, bacteria in the colon actually changes. So they found actually a strong link between soy consumption and a decrease of colon CFCs. So we're talking about colon and prostate, right? So flat. Okay, again. So flavonoids. Remember, just if just to give everybody a little quick quickie. You've heard the words because you're going to hear the words. You might as well hear understand what they are. So fl- flavonoids are a large group of bioactive plant compounds. Okay, there's flavones, flavanols, isoflavones, uh, anthocyanins, and uh, flavanols. It's just I, I don't know why they they're so close and they're and they're and when they're talking about is it, little small changes, and those are usually called catechins. Anyway. So what, what is the bioavailability? It involves your ability to absorb it, okay? So you've got to have a healthy, non-leaky gut, okay? It involves metabolism by the microflora, yes, intestinal and hepatic metabolism, right? Your, 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 your uh, liver, okay? It, um, some of it binds to albumin, some of it doesn't. Is it excreted in your liver or is it excreted in your kidneys? You know, all these things you have to consider, right? When um, when looking at um, uh, food you're eating. So anyway, what I wanted to say about um, uh, genistin or uh, soybean is that it protects cells against oxidative stress by scavenging free radicals and it chelates metals. And it strengthens our own antioxidant system it increases our ability to produce antioxidants now what it does that blows my mind is that it actually uh it can induce apoptosis so independent of all the estrogen effects genistin induces apoptosis right and it activates the um um, uh uh caspase which is caspase 3 which is part of the um, um apoptosis cascade uh, in T lymphoma. Pretty cool, huh? And it does that. One of the ways is by inactivating NF kappa beta. Do you maybe you may remember, I've mentioned that before. NF kappa beta, just remember this NF, NFKB, you'll see it a lot. It is the probably the central molecule, molecule of inflammation. Right, so you got all these inflammatory things going on. Remember, chronic degenerative conditions are chronic inflammation. Acute inflammation, I bang my finger, and it's hot. That's great. That's healing. The other chronic inflammation is not. It's making things worse. All right. So, um, anyway, so NF kappa beta is being is activated. So if you had anything that could shut down NF-kappa-beta, you could shut down inflammation. Well, there's lots of things, Cans. One of the most powerful is curcumin. Another one is vitamin C. 
Another one is flax. Another one is soy. Another one is uh, uh, brassica vegetables. And no, I'm sorry. I'm going to get in trouble. But I got to say it. It's not inhibited by eating <clears throat> dead muscles. I'm sorry. Uh, mammal muscles, maybe reptile, even reptile muscles, amphibian muscles. But what about fish? Okay, so now, uh, Jeniston knocks down NF kappa beta. Big deal, big deal. Okay, all right, yeah. Now, um, it also upregulates P21 and P27, and you're saying, what the hell are those? Have you heard of the tumor suppressor genes? Does, has anyone heard of P53? Maybe you have. Maybe you have. P53 is considered the master uh, um, tumor suppressor gene. Tumor suppressor gene just means that it's a gene that controls lots of uh, proteins that go out that watch over cells as they're dividing. And when a cell is dividing, there's going to be, you know, mistakes. It's not mistakes. Yeah, mistakes. And so they're there to fix them. They repair. They repair them, right? And so they, uh, uh, so the BRCA gene, the BRCA one, BRCA two, is just is is one of those enzymes uh, for repair is messed up in one chromosome. Okay. Anyway, so but what I'm saying is that um, genesin actually uh, upregulates p21 and p27, which are um, uh, tumor suppressor genes. And, and in another study, they found that it actually, genesin also upregulates P53, which is the big one. And that's why, on one more reason, please, everyone keep in mind, these are not mutations. Because if they were mutations, you couldn't upregulate them. Right? You don't upregulate Down syndrome to not Down syndrome. Right? You can become a higher functioning Down syndrome, but you're still going to have Down syndrome, okay? But you can actually upregulate and bring your P21, P27 back to normal, your PTN and your uh, P53, all these tumor suppressor from this, yeah. And so you know what else does it? Uh, Brasca. Okay. So um, now we, we talked about ER alpha and ER, ER beta, right? So ER alpha is found, you know, in breast, ovary, stroma, endometrium, hypothalamus, and the beta mainly found kidney, brain, bone, heart, lungs, intestines, prostate, and in lining of the uh, blood cell, uh, red blood cells, I mean of the uh, blood vessels, okay? That's mainly. However, you also find ER beta where you find ER alpha. So when, when a woman is ER positive, that means her alpha is positive, but she still has beta. So what do we want to do? We want to knock, push, we want to get a lot of agonists that like, that, that means it binds to the beta. And push that really hard because that'll shrink the tumor. The beautiful thing about the agonists that we use from soy and flax is that not only do they bind to the beta, which we want, and this is prostate, this is colon, okay? They bind to the beta, which shrinks things down. They also bind to the alpha, but lightly. And they don't do much. Their little bit of effect is way overshadowed by their major effect on the beta. Why is that cool? Because now 
estradiol and estrone, which are the major, major contributors of uh, estrogen-driven CFCs, can't bind there. So they're blocking it, signed of like, what's they call it again? Tamoxifen. Yeah, that's right, tamoxifen, right? It's a blo blocker. Well, here you got a blocker, right? That's also suppress, uh, 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 stimulating the, um, uh, the beta, beta receptor, right? Okay. Now, uh, and one of the reasons I think we see, and, and we know it's really good with the prostate, so, uh, and it affects the androgen receptors, which is why, uh, which, uh, you know, which is, you, you, you know, the, uh, if you can block expression of androgen re receptors, right, you're, you, that, you know, includes PSA, right? So PSA gets, goes down. And that's what they usually measure for prostate CFCs, right? Now, um, I just wanted to give you a couple of, I looked at a couple studies here that I think are incredible, okay? This is, uh, this is published in March of 22, this, uh, last year, well, like two years ago, 2022. Soy isoflavones and breast cancer risk, meta-analysis. Meta-analysis means they looked at multiple different studies and analyzed the findings from all of them. The data were in, indicative of a clear inverse, that means backwards, opposite, uh, correlation between the amount of isoflavones uh, consumed and breast cancer occurrence in pre- and postmenopausal women. Conclusion, consumption of soy isoflavones can reduce the risk of breast cancer in pre -women. All right, so now there was another thing regarding colon that I thought was very interesting because we always think of estrogen receptors with colon. But what we found was that they were using the phytoestrogens um, and they were comparing them with NSAIDs. NSAIDs are drugs like ibuprofen, aspirin, uh, which is Advil, Nuprin, or uh, yeah, anyway, those are called not NSAIDs, non steroidal anti inflammatory drugs. Because uh, we all know that we remember hearing about the COX 2 inhibitors and all that and all that. It all comes from aspirin, yeah. Um, but and I and ibuprofen. So it's they were so that works. That helps with colorectal uh, CFCs. But so does uh, 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 flax. Yeah, and soy. They both. So you don't need to take those drugs, right? You don't need to take them. That's good. And what was the risk increased by? <clears throat> The risk was increased by, let's, let me see how I read this. A recent meta-analysis uh, substantiates that the risk of colon cancer was increased with patterns characterized by high intake of red and processed meat. Plant foods contain a wide variety of anti-cancer phytochemicals with many potential bioactivities that may reduce cancer. What else does soybeans do is they've got a trypsin inhibitor, so that, and you, you don't know what that is, but it's really important. Um, so what are we talking about? We're talking about tofu. We're talking about uh, tempeh. We're talking about natto. We're talking about edamame. We're talking about uh, miso soup. Yeah, okay. So, with it, with, you know, just, just for people with, with colon, they found that 
eating tofu once a week reduced it by 15%. Imagine eating a day, right? And you've got estrogen receptor beta expression on the colon, just like you do the breast and just like you do the prostate. Okay, so these are all really, really, really important things. Okay, I don't want to get too hung up. I'm already hung up on what time is it, you guys? Good, good, good. Okay, go. Uh, I was diagnosed. Uh, okay, where are we? So I think you guys, you guys got that. Let's let's go on to the new, 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 new. Just a real quick one here. Liver cancer. Uh, this is from Mirabella uh, Anthony. Uh, sorry to bother you, but at this point, I have nothing to lose. You're saying my little brother, who's 31, was just diagnosed with stage four liver cancer. Is having chemo. He might have a year or a few months without, without, huh? They said possibly weeks. Is there anything we can do to save him? Anthony, uh, 31 year old, diagnosed with stage four liver. Now, I think what you mean is usually people use the word when they say they have liver cancer. They mean what they mean is that the, it went, it started somewhere else and went to the liver, right? So it started in the colon, went to the liver, started in the lungs, and went to the liver. Um, or did it begin in the liver? There are different things. One's, you know, but uh, anyway, so they're giving him the time that they're telling him he's going to live. You think about it. So he's 31. They're going to tell him, they say, what we're going to do to you, you is going to make you really sick and you're not going to live more than a year. It's an easy thing to say. It's like, no thanks. Now, is there a way to deal with this? Yes, absolutely. Everything we've talked about. Uh, uh, Anthony, I hope you've been watching us and you you get the Parasite webinar. Um, you can go to my website, drlody.com, to stop making cancer video. We teach you how to prepare foods. and I, I give some lectures and three other people. Darren's on there for movement. Uh, but I've, we got to first get rid of anything that's causing this with Anthony. Now, I don't know if it's a primary liver tumor, hepatoma, which would have been, you know, uh, a lot of times there's a, uh, it's, a, it's a different, it's a different uh, cell type, but um, cell, cell count, different location in the liver. Um, so you got to, so yeah, absolutely. But the, the chemo will kill him. The chemo will not only kill him, it'll make it happen faster. There was a study. Where can I, I got to find that study. They showed the people that did nothing. They got diagnosed with furniture. They did nothing. Nothing. They didn't change their diet. They didn't start running. They didn't do anything. Lived around 12 years. People were diagnosed to said, I'm going to go follow my oncologist they went in the hospital they lived three years just on the average it's like four times longer for doing nothing um and that's for doing nothing i mean it's not that you're doing nothing you're doing something you're eating and living a, a lifestyle that produces this stuff um, because you know there's this really odd thing 
It's called health. And you can only get it one way. Now, guess what? You all know. I guess you got you guys must all know by now. Health comes from. Am I gonna see? Where does health come from, you guys? Oh wait, can I see what you're writing on this one? Yeah, let me see what you guys are writing. There we go. Okay, anyway, health comes from healthy living. There's no other way. You can't buy it. Okay, you guys. I'm glad you're all here. Good to see you. I can't. Wish I could read. Okay. Um, so anyway, that, that was the question. And, the, you know, and then the other the other question that comes up quite often is uh, was right here. Who was that? So about your brother, we've got to figure you got to get him out of there. They're going to kill him. They already told you we're going to kill him. They told you. They're going to they're going to. He's got what? Maybe two months. You know, they, they don't know how quickly they're going to kill him. Just get him out. Don't get him to someone who said, oh, I'll try not to kill him. My God, at least. Uh, but you don't poison some. Imagine, listen, just, just think of the logic here. Just forget what we're talking about. We're not we're not talking about CFCs. We're talking about life in general, right? So I, I come up to a guy who's really a healthy young guy, right? Works out uh, or a girl, and uh, I give them this IV of a of a of a drug, and they get really sick, and they their hair falls out, and they go. Ugh. So I think, hmm, you know what? It made them sick. So I'll bet if someone has CFCs, it's going to make them feel better. Do you realize that's how we think? Okay. They've got you thinking. Why do they have you thinking that? They have you thinking that because they have you bought the disease model. You think the disease is this thing called cancer that the Rockefeller name got into you and you got to kill it. You got to go to war against it. And that's not at all what's going on in your body. Your body's trying to survive. It's doing what it can to survive under the circumstances. Just waiting for you to change the circumstances so it doesn't have to do this particular dance, adaptive dance. Okay? Um, So, By the way, you know in that study I was talking about with uh, uh, you know a minute ago with uh, uh, even a small amount of tofu, fifteen grams a week. Uh, but they they found that when they were looking at all the different anti-carcinogenic uh, substances in in the different the, uh, soy products and flax and things like that, they came out with the conclusion that um, uh, you know the strongest association was observed. For the vegetables that, that were high in carotenoids, right, which are vitamin A, cruciferate, which is, you know, cabbage, raw, broccoli, cauliflower, black soy, uh, garlic, and tofu. That's it. They, and for colon, right? So, and by the way, for those of you with Herceptin, with a, uh, HER2, HER2 positive, 
don't think about their game. Yes, if you take Herceptin, it's a relatively benign. It still causes toxicity. But you're just putting a lid on things because there are growth. There are places in our, our genes need to be turned on to grow, for things to grow. And we have several different places. I think we got five of them. They're called epidermal. Epidermal refers to the outer, uh, you know, even the lining of um, of glands, of uh, vessels, of mouth. You know, it's, it's all called epidermal. It comes from the same um, embryonic uh, origin, and uh, that's why those are called carcinomas when they become uh, chronically fermenting. Um, Anyway, they all, they all have uh, things that get stimulated to regulate growth. They're called epidermal, ep- epidermal growth factors, one, two, three, four, and five. So they came up with uh, HER2, which is epidermal growth factor two. So there's HER1, HER2. Why did they come up with HER? Because they have a drug called Herceptin. What is BRCA? You know, BRCA stands for breast cancer. There's no BRCA gene. It's not. I. Uh, it, 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 it's. I. 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 You know, the the, the. 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 It's so entrenched. Okay, and I want you to please don't listen and don't think and don't use their words, right? But if you want to counteract Herceptin, I mean, if you're going to say you think you got to take it, you know, the more broccoli and arugula you eat, right, and. Uh, you know, and all the all, all the different cruciferouses that you eat, um, nuts, walnuts, all that stuff is going to counteract the toxicity of it. But uh, you don't really need it. You don't really need it. You don't need it. You need to just get. We need to get to the cause of what's going on and forget those the drugs. Oh, uh, okay. Let's get to somebody's. Okay, so this is from Angela, and Angela, she would like to know, what is the difference between juicing, a.k.a. green juice, and blending green vegetables? All right, you know, you know I'm glad you asked that, Angeline, 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 uh, because, uh, funny enough, many people don't know the difference. Okay, when you blend it, you're blending it, the whole thing together. So you still have all of the all of the fiber, all the fibers in there. And so it's heavy. You can't you can't eat too much. You can't drink too much. You'll get full. When you juice it, you spin out all the fiber. So there's just the liquid. So the the amount of liquid that would fit into here would be probably a a whole armful of of vegetables. But minus the fiber. So as I said, when you're drinking green juice, or ju- juice, you can make green, red, you put all, all, everything you want in it. Uh, yellow, ju- you can, you know, make it anything. Um, not fruit. A little bit of fruit for flavor. Make enough fruit for flavor. It's always got to taste good. Always has to be something you look forward to. But um, what you're getting then, if you're getting in a liter, you're getting two liters a day. You're getting more nutrition than the average American gets literally, literally in six months. It's not figuratively. It's not hyperbole. All right? Because most Americans don't eat uh, food. 
Occasionally they get food. They find remnants. Isn't there a remnant of, of a piece of iceberg, like the worst lettuce you can imagine, um, at the bottom of a mustard-smeared uh, bun? Oh, and French fries. So the French fries and the uh, and the uh, and the piece of iceberg on the on the on the McDonald's is is their uh, vegetables for the day. Uh, but that's the difference. So you can if you're going to do the, the other one is a blended soup. So I, my favorite blended soup, I take a bunch uh, two two bunches of two bunches of spinach, put them in the Cuisinart, right? Juice of half of a lemon, two or three avocados, take the skin off and pits out, blend it little bit of sea salt, dice some of those purple onions on top. You've got avocado spinach soup that's just fantastic. Uncooked, kind of the way God made it. Makes you full, satisfies you. Um, that's a blended soup. So that's the blender. The juice is minus the fiber. It's a liquid Okay, Patricia is saying, can mild hyperbaric oxygen up to 1.3 ATAs help to prevent and treat CFCs? Can ozone help and get rid of parasites? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, up to 1.3, I mean, not, not really. I mean, preventative and, and being healthy, keeping you healthy, the 1.3 would be good. But for CFCs, you've got to go up to 2.2 if you have to. If you have CFCs, you got to get your atmosphere up to 2.2. Uh, ozone absolutely is helpful with 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 parasites, um, but you're not, again you're not you're going to just get the you know the ozone is going to you know no when none of the ozone deliverers whether they're EBO or Ten Pass or MAH or whatever. Um, by the way, anybody out there ever get you know they call ma major autohema right MAH right? Y'all heard that right? Okay. I wish I could have feedback from you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, did anyone ever get uh, minor autohemo? Yeah, you got minor autohemo. Anyway, if there's any practitioners out there listening, and I know there might be one or two, so listen, do, do, uh, once a week or twice a week is what we used to do, twice a week. Uh, minor autohemo, right? You just take out like 10 cc's of their blood. You put in like 10 cc's of ozone. You shake it vigorously. These things are too good. Uh, and then it breaks up. It breaks up all the cells, including any white blood cells in there, any immune cells in there. Breaks them up so that then you give it as an injection into their muscle, into their into their uh, gluteus, their butt. Twice a week. Why? Because the antigens on on top of CFCs change every three days so twice a week what you're doing is you're you know blending up with the ozone oxidizing 
fragmenting the CFCs. So all sorts of the sides of it that were never exposed before are now exposed and they're not protected. So when you give yourself that shot, when some, the nurse gives you that shot, the immune system shows up, identifies it, and it's kind of an immune enhancer. You do it twice a week. I'm sure it's good for uh, not only for people with CFCs. Um, you know, I just wanted to give you something really interesting. Um, uh, just a little note on Singapore. Anybody from Singapore? No. You might not care. But, I mean, I, th I thought it would be inter interesting to all of us. Did you know that Singapore had very low uh, cases and deaths in 2020 due to the strict lo lo uh, uh, lockdowns? Because they're good at that. But had it had the highest, one of the highest uh, excess mortality rates. Okay. And they were highly, 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 highly injected. Now, the reason I'm talking about this here in this situation is that they saw in 2022 a 15% growth in Lucrin and Zolodex, like we were talking about before. Uh, they saw a 48% increase in the use of docetaxel, which is one of the chemos. They saw a 16% increase in Abraxane, which is a chemotherapy. They saw axaloplatin go up. Um, anyway, so all, all, the, all these, yeah, just, I thought that's, uh, I don't think it's interesting. I think it's a bummer, but, you know, it's not interesting. Um, what time is it? Jennifer, are there connections between you, parasites and UTIs? having prolonged burning with no bacteria detected. There is a connection. It's, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, there's one particular uh, worm that loves the urogenital system, but it wouldn't just be causing this. It sounds like if you're having prolonged burning on urination, I mean, I guess it's burning in your urethra, uh, Jennifer, um, uh, and no bacteria are found. So um, usually that means you have what's called an interstitial uh, cystitis. And an interstitial cystitis just really means inflammation of the cells between the functional cells of the organ Right. So every organ has certain cells that are the functional cell of that organ. And then it's got cells in between it that are kind of holding it up together and scaffolding it and stuff. Those are called interstitial. So you get inflammation in there. And that's really hard. One of the ways that it's treated is with uh, going into the urethra and using a DMSO liquid. Um, and um, you do that a, a few times a week because um, it's a powerful, powerful, powerful anti-inflammatory, DMSO. Um, but that really, it sounds like interstitial cystitis. But then again, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you have 
um, you know, parasites as well. So I would all, anybody, I would, whoever, everyone should do a parasite cleanse, you know, which is a minimum of six, six cycles of three on, one off, three on, one off. Here's a dental question by Carrie. I had a root canal at age 13. I'm currently 60. And about 10 years ago, the tooth I had a root canal on became very infected again and extremely painful. The dentist could not understand why I was feeling pain from that tooth. Why? Because because he killed it. They took out the root. He did an x-ray and determined that he would need to redo the root canal and clean it out. He told me I had a very bad black bacteria that had formed. No, no. All root canals, when you take them out, not all of them, but I have a black pus. It's pretty funky. Since that time, I don't know if it's related, but I have high blood pressure. I am currently taking blood pressure medications. I have tried to wean myself off, but no prevail. My wellness doctors prescribe a Dutch test. I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you, Carrie? Wherever you are, you call Dr. Emma Abramayan in Glendale, California. Make an appointment with her. She'll tell you the imaging you need to get, and then you can do a Zoom consult, and she'll, you decide if you want to go see her or you decide if you want to uh, go to someone that she could recommend for you that's closer by. But, yeah, take care of this. And, and that might not be the only one. I mean, and this guy... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoever he is, I'd l- tell him to call me. I'd love to talk to these people. Yeah. Oh, this is Demi. Uh, I am an, I am new to your website and videos after stumbling across uh, Facebook. Uh, trying to find information on my condition. For the last 15 years, I cannot work at all. I cannot work at all other than walking and even... And, and, and even then, there cannot be an incline in my heart rate. An incline or my my heart rate will increase very quickly. I cannot, I can now just be sitting and my heart rate will increase to 140. It is scary. I'm losing all my muscle. I can produce plaque at an f- extremely fast rate. So I have my teeth cleaned every three months I'm not able to retain information you're about 50 you're going to be turning going into menopause okay so okay again and you want to know really is this parasites and the answer is probably a part of it a good part of it or at least a part of it but you've got to check everything else. And this is serious enough that you need to go to the best people and get it done. Because most, I'm I'm sorry to say, most practitioners don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. And furthermore, they don't care that they don't know what they're doing. I mean, is there another way to say that? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, But anyway, they don't care. So, um, Again, Emma Brahmayan, you got to immediately, and she's going to tell you to get a 3D cone beam CT. You get that, get the file over to her. You can have a Zoom call. She's going to tell you what's going on with that. You got to make sure it, you could be, you know, 
and, and the mouth is so important you could actually really do it the right way with ozone and all the prf and all that and it and the whole problem goes away you know that's how important it is <clears throat> um same thing with parasites and then other than that we're exposed to as i said environmental um uh environmental toxins that are you could not even pronounce how many chemicals are in women's uh, breast milk i mean uh uh and now, now uh, we've got uh, nanoparticles of aluminum um, being dropped by planes. And I mean, it's, you know, it's so, yeah, there's so many things going on with you. But you got listen, Demi. You're not too complex. You, it sounds complex to you, but these are all just different uh, manifestations of the same underlying situation. You're going to end. You're going. You're going in the full menopause. Means your perimenopause, which is, you know, just means that they're all changing. The, the hormones are changing, uh, which means we got to keep them so they don't. We got to get you back to being healthy. We got to rebalance you really. And the first step. What is the first step? Any with anyone to rebalance? What is the first step? Because what do you want to rebalance? All the healthy tissues, all the healthy uh, and vital organs and tissues, right? And you don't want to balance the feces. No, let's get rid of that. You don't want to balance the urine. No, let's get rid of that unless you do urine therapy. And I listen, I'm just telling you something. I've read all the books on your, not all the books, but I've read a lot of books on urine therapy. Um, and a lot, it's all anecdotal. And, um, Sounds fantastic, but I'm not going to do it. Um, I have this, <clears throat> I have this understanding of nature and of God. I think that's a little bit different than someone who might think it's okay. <clears throat> I can't tell you why it's not, except that because <clears throat> I know there's a lot of stuff in there that we could really help us. But I just don't think that God or nature, if you're not uh, if you're not smart enough to know about God, then you think uh, 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 na uh, then uh, nature <clears throat> would have produced a kidney, a set of kidneys that would get rid of and eliminate things that we actually need. I can't. I can't. Can't grab it. Can't grasp it. It's a men, a men get pregnant type thing. I can't grasp it. <clears throat> so let's get, uh, what time are we? Oh, we're late. We're late. I can't. Wow, there's so many questions, you guys. I'm so sorry. Stop. Uh, uh, this is IG. Stop alopecia areata with no blood markers okay alopecia areata just in case you don't know it's just the uh, circles of no hair uh when i was conventional before i turned before i saw the light um we would just get steroids and we would inject in right into the area of the scalp it worked and why did it work because some there was some inflammatory process going on there so obviously what's going on is 
you've got a underlying chronic inflammation. And what gets, what changes all of that? <clears throat> Every, again, you got to get rid of all sources, all the cleansing that we've been talking about, right? Get rid of all the sources, yeah. And you, probably a lot of stress, uh, uh, alopecia areata is often re, uh, um, has there's stress involved. You have to prepare for a three-day water fast week before just fruits and greens. It's going to make it easier if you if you. It depends on what kind of diet you're eating. But you don't have to, but you could. Yeah, doing a green juice fast feast, a fast feast for a few days before would be good. Like a week of juice, week of water, and then a week of juice would be amazing. Um. Do you know anything about valley fever? Yes, coccidiomycosis. Yes, um, it's a fungus that's endemic to that area, like Arizona, the desert there, Sonora Desert. It likes lungs, uh, lives in the lungs, makes you real sick. Uh, a lot of times, it gets confused with CFCs. Um, they use typical standard. Uh, antifungals to get rid of it. Uh, they're usually usually pretty successful, um, but they, uh, but many times not, and that's because they just don't do things enough. And just like when we do the parasites, we keep doing cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle. Uh, but yeah, I mean, man, that's what I would recommend, absolutely. Um, you need to, and, 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 uh, so I don't know where, where you have it, what's going on and all that sort of thing, but you need good, good kinds of, I'd, I'd use like three antifungals and I would do the, a lot of them, but you got to make sure you don't have parasites as well. And you have to assume you do. So we can, we, you, uh, you can do that protocol. Look at that webinar that I had you, we can do that. You can do that protocol, but you can use the uh, fluconazole, itroconazole and nystatin, you know? Um, I wouldn't use any of the other big ones. Um, whoa. Here we go, folks. So what he cop? Kapa makap Thank you, everybody. Uh, Sunday night for you. Monday here. I'm going to start the new week, and you guys end your week. All right? And fantastic. Thank you for coming. I, I don't know. Um, uh, I get, there's so many more. I mean, I feel like I answered like 20%. But anyway, namaste, namaskar. Aloha. Thank you for tuning in to the Dr. Lodi Podcast. Join Dr. Lodi's membership community at drlodi.com, where you will have exclusive access to Dr. Lodi's cancer healing and wellness webinars, a community of health-minded people, healthy lifestyle recommendations, educational videos, and discounts on courses and content. While you're there, RSVP for upcoming events and register for the Stop Making Cancer online course. If you enjoyed listening, please share and write a review.